Welcome back, everyone, to Rap City Podcast, episode number two, or as we refer to it as, two more episodes than we ever thought we would actually put out. Tonight, Kitchen Deno will be joining me. This is uh, Tuesday, March, or Tuesday, March, Tuesday, December 10th, the night before Kawhi's big homecoming. So we're going to look at um, the rap's recent funk and talk about this little four-game stretch and see if it means anything uh, more than meets the eye. We're definitely going to talk about what we should expect tomorrow night at Kawhi's big return back. We've got some NFL playoffs, some overall NBA stuff to talk about. We're going to keep our gambling backyard, our backyard gambling section going, where hopefully I do a heck of a lot better than I did uh, this week, or last week, I should say. Uh, Kitchen Dinner, I want to talk about my Vegas trip. Uh, that seems unlikely. And then we've got so many other business segments and a few other things for you guys. So uh, that's going to be it. We're ready to go. Uh, but first, it's always nice to hear from our uh, our late great friend of the show, Coach Denny Green. Four picks against Grossman and two fumbles. What did you see about the Bears? Uh, we shut them down that way. No, we. You know, I mean, we we just uh, the Bears are what we thought they were. What what we thought they were. We played them in preseason. Who the hell takes a third game in a preseason like us? We played them in the third game. Everybody played three quarters. The Bears are who we thought they were. That's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. Kitch. Dano. We're back. Episode. episode Yo, baby. The Deuce. We are, Dano, we are coming live from the hilltops of the Ritz-Carlton in Toronto, Ontario. As Kitchen and I get ready for the Kawhi return. I'm in Baden, baby. All the babes are in Baden. <laughs> yeah, sorry we're not there with you, Dano, in, uh, in Baden. Uh, listen, well, let's jump right into the four-game funk that we're in. Dano, I know you've watched all four games. And now I am of the opinion this is a moment in time, not a bigger picture issue. However, I do think there's there's signs of maybe a little bit of worry, but I do not think this is a four-game funk of an 82-game schedule. Thoughts? Bart, you know how it's difficult to agree with you, like with anything in life? I yes. get it. Yes, I, I do agree. Long season, long season. Hard to agree with genius. Yes, tough uh, tough schedule. Thank God they pulled the one out last night. Oh, my God, that would have been a, been a disaster. But, you know, they probably couldn't have played three tougher teams. Lowry back. It's it's a long season. I I like where we are, but catch where you think. Uh, our problem lies. So we're three and seven versus teams above five hundred, and uh, we we get it. We get these good teams coming into our to our building or going and playing them somewhere. And we just don't seem to be at the same level as those. That's where I see the concern is uh, is playing teams that are above five hundred. Um, we haven't shown our our prowess there yet. Yeah, I mean. I guess it's a little bit of concerns. That's a pretty small sample size today. The East, you know, I'm not sure how many winning teams we're going to be playing against from the East. So you're really talking about our showdowns in the West. I mean, let's not forget, we walked into LA, beat the Lakers, and and could have won that Clipper game as well. I, I think, again, I, this has to be the funk, right? It's just a four-game slight issue. Uh, I think Lowry coming back changes the dynamic of what we had before. I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing, other than, oh, my God, I cannot stand watching that man on TV. It's not, there's not a call good or bad that he doesn't throw his hands up and bitching away. It's honestly, it's horrible to watch. 
imagine Larry like at home with his kids or his, <laughs> his wife. Like everything they do, they, they start picking their nose. Or they don't put the dishes away. I could just see him with those hands going up saying, come on, come on. It's just, oh, my God. It's got to stop. I know. It, it, he's terrible. It is really, it's a terrible, terrible look. And I, I can only assume people in his life are telling him that. And he is just, it has, he has no capability to deal with it. Kid, you love him. He marches to his old drum. He marches to his own drum. He always has. He's always been tough to coach. And uh, yeah, I don't think, I don't think, uh, I, I don't think you're going to change him. He's always going to be one that throws his hands up every time somebody goes there. It's almost comical now when you watch it. Yeah. The, you- the um, sorry, the, the Raptor road trips that, you know, Kitchen organizes. We've had a couple of chats with a couple of people saying that Lowry, you know, once he's on the floor, best uh, best teammate, but kind of off the floor, it's just like, oh my god! Like, I'm not saying disaster, but he does all these like Christmas parties at his house and stuff. So I don't, I can't figure the guy out. What, I don't know if he's got uh, uh, four personalities, kind of like some of my ex girlfriends, but <laughs> I don't know. I I have not figured him out, Bart. Then out of curiosity, where uh, where you come up with that intel on the Lowry Christmas parties? He hosts everything, man. He's uh he's team player, hosts stuff. You know, I didn't get the invite yet, but uh, I'm pretty sure I'll be there. Halloween parties he hosts. Yeah, he's he's, he's he's the go-to guy in the team. What are you guys basing that on? There's no there's no evidence that Carl Lowry hosts a bunch of parties throughout the season that you guys would be aware of. There's pictures. There's, he's posts pictures oh, from his party. Pictures. Him and him and DeRozan always uh, were together. They're in Lowry. They got their their kids were the same age this year on the broadcast. Probably before the game, Bart, because I uh, I listened to before the game, unlike you uh, people who just go watch the game. So I get uh, different uh, information, uh, Bart. But yes, he is hosting Christmas this year for the for the players. Well, uh, you mean on Christmas Day when they're playing? Nope. Well, after Bart, or after? Bart, don't um, maybe do another side bet with you and take your money. Don't. Well, I might get hurt. The Freddie Jenks jeepers! I made the bet. He's out. He's out for the season. Um, that'd be terrible. That would be awful. <laughs> I you would know, donate it. I donate the money. <laughs> let's bet on Gasol being an All Star then. Now, what I about what, so what about what about Siakam? What about Siakam? Uh, the last uh, three or four games, like he is, uh, he has been sort of scaled scaled back here. I know since so since Liars return, Siakam's had 15, 24, 16, 22 points, coming off thirty point games and three of the four before that. Okay, well, uh, the first. First things first. Let's let's be clear about this. I I will moderate and ask the questions. So we can't we can't have two captains. So Deno, I'm gonna throw that to you. What do you think about Siakam? I'll defer to Kitch. Kitch, what do you think? <laughs> I I he doesn't he doesn't seem to have the same confidence and and swagger they had at the beginning of the season. It's almost like teams are starting to figure him out, and uh, I he's starting to show that the, I think the signs that he's a really good two man. But to be the leader and be the one man out there, um, I think the jury's still out on that. Well, listen, I think until he not, until he comes up with an established 15-foot jumper and can actually scare guys off the dribble by pulling up, he's a pro- it's a problem. Because right now, the way I've watched the last four or five games, it appears to me that teams are just laying off him, anticipating the drive to the basket. He's He's got that one spin move that he used relatively consistently. But you watch the number of times he gets blocked all of a sudden, it's because teams are waiting for it. He needs to knock down that 10 to 15 foot jumper. And then I think he becomes pretty almost unstoppable at that stage. Yeah, we need a lot of guys hit that jumper now. 
Yeah, we fall in love with the three-point line, and then it's either that or go as hard as you can to the basket. And I know, Kitch, you want to talk about your your favorite Norm, even though I think Norm last night played pretty well when we needed him to play well. Like He, he carried us down the stretch to, to give us an opportunity to, to win that game. Yeah, I, I think I think Norp's really good from twelve feet in. Like if he's if he's twelve feet from the basket, I think he's he's, he's a stellar player. But when he starts hoisting up shots outside of twelve feet or from the from the perimeter, then uh, I think he struggles from there. I just don't think we get enough consistency from that. So so I I really like Norm, and that's what he did at the end of the game. He took it to the hoop, 10, 12 feet away from the hoop, made his made his baskets. But but beyond that, uh, ten to twelve footer gets a gets a little sketchy. Yeah, during this uh, Nothing kind good. of losing streak and stuff, I I'd say he's a probably I hate to say it, probably our best player the last like last like four to five games. Like his shooting percentage is, you know, forty percent, fifty, fifty seven, fifty. Like he's been he's been doing good for us. I agree. Um, he hit that big shot though, you know, against um, against the Heat. Whatever. I yeah. I was at the game. I thought for sure it was giving air ball. Like I said, he shot. I went, oh fuck, air ball. Here we come. And it was actually oh all day, baby. Right, all day. I called it. Right, but uh, he's he's been playing good, man. Like the, the last five games, I know we we hate him a lot. Like we we give him a lot of a lot of flack and stuff. But he's actually played good the last five games. Yeah, I agree. He he's he's outplaying any level that I thought he would get to at this stage. I mean, he for the most part, he's a double figure guy and he's playing pretty hard. Now he doesn't do much else other than score. I mean, he doesn't rebound overly well. He doesn't, he doesn't get you a lot of assists and defensively he's okay at best. But I mean, if he's going to, if he's going to score in that 24 to 26 minute range of, of playing time and, and get us 12 to 15, I mean, that's, we need, we need guys like that. I still think we need at least one more player slash shooter. Cause when, right now this four game funk is proven. We sometimes we even have a hard time scoring. Yeah, like yeah, in no, that, in that, uh, sorry. Yeah, and that that Miami guy, uh, that Miami game, like some guy was I can't remember his last name. Was, Duncan. Was it, um, Duncan Robinson. Was a shooter. Duncan um, Robinson, love him. Yeah, Duncan Robinson, like just pounding the threes. We have six, seven threes. Is like we need a guy that that could win a couple games for us, right? By just uh, popping popping the threes. Maybe it's Kitchen's uh, buddy, who's uh, the broken hand and the savior. Matt but, Thomas, baby. Uh, Matt Thomas, right? But or you maybe know, it's Sweet Lou. <laughs> Sweet Sweet Lou would definitely come back instead of playing for those Clippers. That's uh, that's for sure. And, th- and that's where we're losing lately. Like if you watch that uh, that Houston game too, like we actually did a we did a good job in that game uh, shutting down Harden. Westbrook got a fair number of points, but it was the uh, guys who I hadn't even heard of. Who there was two of them that were on fire in that game from three. And uh, if you get a good three point shooter in your team, it just opens up the whole offensive structure for you, and and you got a you got great potential there. Yeah, I think all the great teams, generally speaking, have that guy who comes off the bench and you just know is good for points relatively on a consistent basis. Right? And we don't we definitely don't have that now. No, not we didn't necessarily have that last year either. A little different when you've got Kawhi, but uh yeah, we I think we need more pop off the bench or we need somebody that we just know can heat up quickly. So how about the game last night, boys? Oh. Well, Dennis, like you said, I mean, thank goodness we won that one. Can you imagine being four game on a four game losing streak going into Kawhi tomorrow night? Like that would be disastrous. But that was an ugly, ugly basketball game. Very difficult to watch. Very difficult to in game bet. Oh, it was a great yeah. in bet, in game bet. Three to one with about four minutes left. 
Um, like the Raptors, that game shot 37% and from three, 24% and one. Like Chicago yeah. was really bad though. Like, yes. Um, Levine, I, I didn't realize that tough the game, but Levine didn't score in the second half. Like how do you not, how do you not score a point? Right. I thought, I thought that only happened to our guys, whatever. Right. But that's gotta be frustrating being a Bulls fan watching, watching that game as well at home. Well, I mean, I, I think the bottom line is the Bulls suck. Like if we gotta be, we have to be beating teams like the Bulls. If we're not, if we're losing those games, that is a, that's a problem for us. But yeah, the Bulls, I mean, the Bulls just aren't very good. No, no, they're, they're, they're like, we played awful last night. I watched the whole game and it was, that was the most painful game. I think I watched this year for the Raptor standpoint and we still won. I was, and I was, we had no business winning that game last night. Of course I say that and the Bulls cost me a few pennies and, in Vegas the other night when I bet the Heat, which I thought was one of the freer bets on the board at minus seven. Not so much. Deno, not so tougher, tougher week, but you know, we're not going to get into Vegas on this pod. I'll be a separate pod. Bart, it's okay. Bart, whatever you do, ignore the percentages and bet against it. That's that's good advice. I'll tell you what, I would have won a lot of money had I done that. <laughs> All right, Deno, tomorrow night, you're not coming, but Kitch and I are going to Kawhi's homecoming. What are your expectations for that? And will the Raptors get the reunion right this time? Because they screwed up DeRozan's. Yeah, I was uh, thankful to be at the DeRozan one. Um, I I I think they get this right because they're, they're giving him a ring. They're doing a tribute. They're going to have this amazing video. And I, I think the expectations are probably a bit low because he's not not a Toronto Raptor. Um I don't know. Like maybe, like, are they going to do more than one tribute during the uh, during the game? I, I don't. I don't think so. I think they do something pre, and then it's and then it's game time, right, to show them that we're actually done with kind of done with them. But I don't know. What do you boys think? Yeah, I, I, I think, I think they get it right this time, primarily because I think the fans will get it right. Like, I think the fans will be so into uh, hyping him up and praising him for what he did here that the fans will create such a buzz with regards to it that uh, it'll it'll come off as a as a as a big success whether MLSE gets it right or not i think the fans will all carry it yeah you you say that uh and i and i hope you're right but i mean I, i'm just thinking of back to the DeRozan homecoming which i thought was terrible that was a, that was as underwhelming as a return for a, a guy i mean and the, i get it DeRozan didn't win anything with us but when you think about it the first marquee uh, all-star to re-sign with the Raptors as a free agent had a relative, if you look at his stats, relatively solid career with us. It was sort of a, the face of the franchise for a good two or three years. We did not do that one right. It was, it, it was, and then, you know, I was at uh, the ring ceremony this year. I don't know why you guys weren't there, but um, Vegas again, underwhelming like that to me, that should have been bring the house down for 15 minutes, we're just, we were going, it just sort of, it sort of happened. It was over. And then it was like, that was it. Like there wasn't enough in-game stuff on it. Like, I just think this is the one that we have to get right. And I think that you're right. They're doing a pregame ceremony, which is big. Uh, and I'm with you. I don't think we need any in-game stuff if they get the pregame ceremony right. Right. And it should be like, I'm a, you know, my kids hate the fact that Kawhi left. They think we should be booing them tomorrow night, but I am not, I'm not on that page. I am. The guy did exactly what he said he was going to do. Right, I'm going to come here. I'm going to try, try and win a championship, and I'm probably leaving. Yeah, and if they if somebody came and they proposed it again this year, where somebody's coming to the team, we got to give up a good player, but we got a good chance of winning a championship. We do it all over again. 
we'd do the exact same thing again. You're saying we give up Gasol? <laughs> maybe, maybe not Gasol. <laughs> yeah, anyone, anyone who like who like boos Kawhi is like, okay, if you if you live, let's say let's say you love living in Toronto, just love Toronto, grew up there, whatever. You get traded to California, where maybe it's too hot, maybe like the snow or something, or whatever it is. You get shipped there. You play hard, but wow, I can go back to my hometown, play in front of my family, everything, hang around with Kitch and well, Bart, you're off and I don't know where the hell you live actually. Um, like no, you can't no. you can't fault a guy and then make like thirty million a year or whatever. Like why why wouldn't you go back home? So yeah, again, it's not like he did anything. Like he came here and did what he was said he was going to do. I mean, it's not like he came here and laid an egg or you know was out for. 80, 70 games like he was with his last season with the Spurs. I mean, he did everything he possibly could. And, you know, we got, we got a title. And who knows if and when we'll ever get another one. Never. Oh. Yeah, he, 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 he never overpromised. He never said, yeah, I'm definitely staying and then jump ship. Like, he never made any false promises, which a lot of players do nowadays. Well, let's hope let's hope tomorrow night they get it right and it's a good show. And let's hope the Raptors show up and, and win that game. But Because that would be – there'd be nothing better than that, right? To be able to appreciate Kawhi and then also – get the W to remind him what he, you know, what he left. Cause that would, that would be, that would be good. So what's your, uh, Bart, if I can ask a question, what's your, uh, how many points does Kawhi get tomorrow, boys? Let's have a little, uh, little survey here. Well, I'll be betting it. So, uh, I, I'm guessing the over under points wise will be 25 and a half, 26 and a half, something like that. Oh, that's a good line. My, my, I would, if I were betting it, I like the under, I like the under too. So do I. I like the under. I think it's going to be uh, probably a little bit more emotional than he thinks. And Mike, I mean, we'll be coming at him, I would think, as hard as we possibly can. So, but that being said, I mean, he is one or two of the best players in the world. So, and I don't think, like, I don't think he, like, some guys come in and say, oh, I got to prove something. I don't think he has to, he doesn't have to prove anything tomorrow night. So he just has to come in and, and, He's going to get his ring. He doesn't have to say, oh, I'm, I'm going to be the superstar against a team that I really respected and liked playing for. That uh, I, don't see, I don't see him having to step up. So I think he makes a lot of passes and kind of goes away a bit humbly. Okay, so numbers? Uh, I'm going to go I'm going to go 18. 18 will be where I'm, where I'm going to say for points. Bermuda, what do you say? I'm going to go season-ending injury. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then we tra- and then we trade from we trade from in the offseason. <laughs> then I was right. I still yeah. think he goes. I still think he goes down. No, no, after he gets nineteen, he'll get nineteen, then go down, and then we get him back in the offseason. All right, I got twenty four. I got twenty four. Yeah, that's a that's a good. I like that. Yeah, I'm, I'd be twenty two to twenty four. I like your yeah. line actually, Bart. Your your line was like right on mine. Bart, you can't be twenty two to twenty four. You have to pick a number. All right, I'm gonna go twenty three. I say nineteen. I don't. No, I don't know. No, I know where that came what from. Said. That's what I said. You gotta listen. Once again, Bart. every every podcast, one of you two idiots are not listening. Bart, are you are you female? Like, what's going on here? Like, yeah. make up your freaking mind. Nineteen 22, or twenty-three? 19, I don't know. What are the numbers? Uh, last Kawhi question: Will there ever be a Kawhi statue in front of the ACC Scotia or whatever it's going to be called twenty years from now? I'm going to say no because most statues are guys that are that are that leave a presence to you. Like, he was a great basketball player, but he wasn't. He wasn't an icon for the city. Like he wasn't a spokesman for the city. He was he, because of this media presence. I don't think he ever gets a statue built anywhere. Zero less than 0%. Less than, Oh, you know what? I would, I would beg to differ. I think there's a, I think nostalgia kicks in, especially if we don't ever win another one. 
Like if it's 30 years before we win another one, and they there's an absolute possibility. Obviously, we won't. I doubt we'll be podcasting a statue. Put them in the put them in a picture in the in a picture. hallway or something like that. Picture. Not a statue. What a picture? Wouldn't, what, wouldn't that be Lowry, guys? Wouldn't, wouldn't that be Lowry? What a statue of La- oh my god! Well, then you better get one for Damon Stoudemire too. I think I think sadly they probably put a statue of Vince up before they put a statue of Kawhi up, but I don't agree with that. Guys, Lowry Lowry got the championship. He's been here the longest. And he's gonna have most of the, you know, another year might have a lot of the records. Again, I'm I'm not a huge fan of of Lowry, but do you guys remember? Do you guys remember Game Six? He scored the first ten points. Remember that? Just it was crazy. Yeah, I also remember a ton of playoff series against Cleveland where he was god awful. But yeah, I know what you're saying. Like, but I, listen, I'm not sure I agree with any statues for anybody. Okay, but so you know, unless okay. Jordan, yeah, Jordan gets one. Okay, so Bart, you're you're trashing Lowry, anyway. whatever. For all, so would you rather him have pretty good playoffs his whole career and never get a title, or his his last two were actually pretty good? His, his last two playoff series were good, right? Yeah, I I get the argument. I don't like the tone, but I get the argument. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, yeah, of course, yeah, I take twenty horrible playoff series to get one champion. I get it. But that doesn't take away the fact that he was god awful. And who knows how many we could have had him and Drozen actually showed up. I, I'm just I'm making the argument, Deno. All right, let's move on. We're done. We're done with Kawhi. We're moving on. We are because quickly, because you know what? I'm going to run out of battery here again, and that's we know how that goes. So we've got uh, we got about 20 minutes left. Uh, NBA surprise and disappointments, Deno. Actually, no, you're not ready for it. Kitch, you go. Right. Like, how can you, yeah. the Miami Heat, like, how can that not be a surprise? Number I'm a, one. I'm a Miami Heat season ticket holder. I was not expecting this this year. And and a fun team to watch. Great defense. Really, a lot of, a lot of guys can score on that team. That's a, that is the biggest surprise, I think, of the NBA so far this year. Disappointments? Disappointments uh, in, the, in the West. Utah seems to be on a slippery slope going in the wrong direction. And San Antonio and Portland, man, they're underachieving. I think I think there's a couple of players on those teams that are right for the pick and come closer to the trade deadline here. Like if the Raptors could go after somebody like if, if the if Portland was ever willing to release somebody like McCollum, well, a guy like that, that would be a that would be a score that uh, that I would like to see on our team. Dano, surprises? Yeah, so same as Kitch. I actually um it's weird, I actually ranked the Lakers high. Um, 21 and three, come on, like bringing a new player, LeBron coming back, like their, their defense is phenomenal, which I'm really surprised with Like 21 and three. Can't like, be the Raptors. Yeah. Well, when they play good teams, they can't, uh, they can't do it, but like they're, again, they're, they're on pace for like what? 11, 12 losses. I think they'll lose like called 18, 18, to, you know, called 18 to 20, but they are, I don't know. 21 and three is incredible. And then for um, yeah, Portland, I think Spurs. I had I had Atlanta in there actually as well. Disappointment. Like Trey, Trey Young's playing great, but oh, a lot great. of people, a lot of people were, were pumping up Atlanta this year, and they're just a disaster at six and seventeen. So I don't know many players in their team, right? But uh, people, yeah, well, Dominic, you, you Dominic got, yeah, you, you got you got VC putting in his eight minutes a game. So um, yeah, how well, you, you there, Bart? You say though Vince, but he's still shooting at 40% from the three-point line, which I'm telling you, if he continues to do that, he'll play eight to 12 minutes the rest of his life. Because guys will do <laughs> I agree. Uh, so totally agree with you guys on the Heat. That's a major, major surprise. But again, when you look at that roster, God, they, 
are actually kind of built for success. I mean, they've drafted well. Duncan Robinson, Hero is is obviously as advertised. So they're they're the real deal. And but obviously, I don't think many people expected it. Um, I would all you know as a complete sort of aside that no one be thinking about Charlotte. The Charlotte Hornets were supposed to win nine games all season. They're at nine and sixteen right now. It's a surprise to me because they're that roster. If you look at it up and down, it is horrific. That is not an NBA roster. What, uh, what, what was the preseason over under? It wasn't nine, was it? No, it wasn't nine, but I, it wasn't twenty. Wow. I'll, I guarantee you that it was not. I'll look. I'll have that for that, but it was not twenty. Wow, they are terrible. Uh, so they're a bit of a surprise to me. And in the West, Lakers, I agree with you, Dan. I'm, I'm on that. That like they're twenty-one. They're better than we thought they were going to be. I think the Mavs. Everyone's got to as much as we love Luca. I mean, sixteen and seven, three in the West right now. I mean, that's. I'll tell you, what, he is going to be the MVP if they win fifty plus games. I, I I will tell you that right now. He's the MVP if they win that. If they get that far, if they keep this up. Um, yeah, him, and, him and Porzingis, like they've definitely meshed. That's that's been a great a great great looking trade now. Well, I think meshed in the sense that Porzingis, they said, step the fuck back. This ain't your team. <laughs> that's how they meshed. <laughs> yeah. I think he knows that though. Well, yeah. I think he knows his role. He knows his role. Hey, let's not forget about our pre-pod that we used to put up there. You guys were all or someone kids was you all were Phoenix. Look at Phoenix still in the eight seed, eleven wins. Still there, right? Oh. Still there, a booker. Yeah, booker, boys. Boys, I should have bet Kish the C note. I had what, what did we have? I said twelfth. I said twelfth or, or better. Or did you say tenth? Yeah, you said tenth or better. Ten, 10 was a push, you said. Yeah, yeah. They're they're going to end like thirteenth or something. No, I think I think you're right. I can't Portland's afford, I can't afford notes anyway, so that's good. Portland's going to be better. San Antonio's going to be better. Minnesota's going to be better. Yeah, they're they're. But I think they at least have a future, which they haven't had for a long, long time. Yeah, that's true. Yep. All right, that's it for the NBA. Let's move on. NFL playoffs coming up. Deno playoffs. Whoa. Aren't, aren't we doing the NBA? I thought we we're doing some NBA action with the new playoff stuff. And oh yeah, oh I did schedule changes. I did forget. Yeah, you know, listen. Once again, I will moderate. I'll well, jump around as much. Follow as the agenda. It's a simple All right, list. All right. Yeah, you're, Bert, you did, Bert, you did your have, agenda. You send out five minutes beforehand. You're like, you, can you at least can you at least follow that, please? Yeah, fair enough. All right. Yeah, that's true. I forgot. So we are talking quickly because I'm telling you, I'm going to lose battery. We are talking quickly. The NBA proposed midseason schedule and reseeding in the playoffs. The reseeding I definitely like, but Deno, do you do you even understand the midseason uh tournament concept? Yeah, I did did some research on it. So for those that aren't intelligent, Bart, listen up. So the uh in season tourney there'd be a round of eight, single elimination, uh start at Thanksgiving, US Thanksgiving end around Christmas. And the real the really um I was watching a couple of videos on this actually. The cool thing is that you get to see like they're saying, like, imagine like a one-game playoff, kind of one-game playoff with like Dallas against Lakers, right? Or, um, you know, Milwaukee and Boston, like, like kind of a one-game, you know, to kind of go watch it. And then I, I believe they're going to just like Mar- just like March Madness, then just like March Madness, right? Yep, a quick, a very, a very quick, but it'd be over time though, because I think they got to try and figure out how they can fit in the schedule. So that could be over probably four weeks. Um, you know, whatever, yeah, but between, I, the same between Thanksgiving and Christmas, they want to run it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I like it. Um, give us something more to talk about. I think, I, I think ratings would be unbelievable. Right. I, I think the ratings be, be off the chart. I I'd watch it. Like who doesn't like a sudden death, sudden death game. I know it's not the NBA championship, but like I, I'd watch it. 
it'd be, it'd be very exciting to watch these one game matchups. What do you guys well, think? Yeah, I, th- I think the, the key is to make the players care, right? That has been some of the chat on uh, some other pods or the, uh, the talking heads. Like it's how are the players going to give a shit? What does it actually mean? You know, how do you tie money into this thing so that they care? How do you tie in either? You know, I, I don't, I hate the idea of obviously the, of major league baseball determining the, uh, when they were determining home field by the uh, all-star game, I'm not saying we should do stuff like that, but they need to do something whether it's draft picks something that the players are going to give a shit about, but go across draft picks players may not care either. So as long as they can tie it into what the players care and it can become a meaningful tournament, because they're trying to model uh, FA, right? The FA cup or premier league soccer, that sort of stuff. If they can make it that way where the teams care and the, and the fan bases care, then I think it would be absolutely perfect. You're only going to lose four regular season games uh, out of it. So I think it makes perfect sense. Yeah, and when we talked before the broadcast here that the the viewership in the in the NBA has dropped off dramatically this year in the in the uh, in the first uh, month or first two months month and a half two months of the season. Um, so yeah, the, the, I think the commissioners realizing they got to do something different to get uh, to get the fans back, and they're trying to trying to create some some hype back towards the league. So then, yeah. So and then you've also got the playoff play-in format, which they're talking about, where the uh, seventh. Eighth, ninth, and tenth seeds in each conference uh, battle out for the last two sp- playoff spots. Again, I like it. Uh, I think it makes sense. I'm not sure how fair it is that the seventh seed has 48 wins and the tenth seed has, you know, 32 wins. Uh, but again, I think anything to create more interest at the end of the season, give a fan base something to think about. You know, so this is to me, this is sort of like the uh, what baseball did with the with the um, what's it called, All Star game. No, not the all-star game with the, with the uh, wild, card. wild card, right? Well, yeah, the wild card. So this becomes a bit of a wild card, which again, I like it, right? I think it makes sense if they can pull it off and it uh, and it doesn't screw somebody over. But you know what? If you're the seventh seed and you lose to the 10th seed, guess what? You weren't really the seventh seed. So I'm, I'm okay with that. I, but I like the concept. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Um, so like if you're a seventh or eighth seed, you basically got to win one of two games, right? Again, you're, you're, uh, if, you're the eight, if you're the seventh seed, you're, you're at home probably. For both those games as well, you probably should be able to win one if you don't. So I I like it. Um, it'll definitely promote uh, getting that sixth seed as well, right? Because you don't want to do two play on games, you know, play in games, and then all of a sudden you got to go, you know, go travel to to a second seed or a first seed. So I think I think the regular season become a lot more important to get up to get, to kind of get that sixth seed. So yeah, I. I like it. At first, I thought it was it was stupid, and then I started thinking about it. I I, I like it. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Kitchu, you, anything you gonna add? Anything? Other no, than, uh, no. I I I I'm still waiting to see how it pans out. They still haven't sort of ironed out how it uh, how it's all gonna play out. So I'm curious to see what the what the NBA does with it. But yeah, I just generally speaking, I like the idea of mixing it up a little bit. I mean, yeah, it, you need to you need to think outside the box here and some of this stuff. Yeah, so, I think. Yeah. Um, I think of all the commissioners in uh, in sport, like Adam Sandler is like Adam Sandler, Sandler? Adam, Adam Sandler? Silver. <laughs> yeah, he's an, Adam Sandler is such a great commissioner. I should do I, one. We should do one in the movie. He's a good wedding singer too. I watched him last night on, on a, the sixty minutes or whatever. So, but uh, no, Silver, I think. If you watch, yeah, Silver, on. Silver to me, like with how with how he's approached even gambling. Or whatever, right? He's 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 always thinking revenue. He's thinking big picture. He's thinking how we how we all make money. I I think he's he's by far the best. The players the players like him. He builds 
great relationships with you know with players with owners i think i don't know i think i think he's by far the best um the best in the business yeah no i i agree he definitely he definitely is a guy thinking about the future which is which is what the any sport needs yeah. all right now we're back to nfl playoffs. Dan, can we go to nfl playoffs or do you want to put throw something else in there Kitches up. NFL, who watches football? NFL. <laughs> so, playoffs? You want, you want Kitch, playoffs? You want, you want to talk about your illustrious New England Patriots? Patriots? Ooh, that It is broken. The uh, They spent, obviously, they've sort of spent their money on D to, to, boost, to boost their D up, and their D looks strong this year. But uh, Brady, I've never seen Brady more disgruntled, more sullen. You can tell by his, his uh, body body posture on the field that he is not happy with the current situation. He doesn't have a receiver who can get open. He doesn't have a line who can block very well. He's getting pounded there. Um, I think they have a tough goal this year. And of course, all the rumor mills out now is, uh, is Brady going somewhere else next year? And that's uh, the, they're, they're making it easy for him if that's what he wants to do. Well, I've also seen, never seen Brady look more old and that may have something to do with it too. You guys can say, I, I, I find, Oh, we are, we, <laughs> Uh, I I find we'll edit that out. Don't worry. Um, I find it amazing everyone just disregards the fact that he's forty two years old and he looks like he's forty two years old and he's not any good anymore. Like that's he's still good. If you get if he has an open receiver, he's still got the arm strength to get the ball in there. He's never been mobile, so so he's not mobile, but he's never been really mobile. So uh, I I think Uh, I think uh, I think he's just getting no time. He gets he gets. Half the time to throw the ball this year that he did last last couple of years. Well, this just in Brady shit. All right. <laughs> I uh, we get burned for that. Well, you know what? Yeah. yeah. With Bart saying that, here, I'm gonna hammer the Pats next week. Absolutely. Here comes oh, the Pats now for sure. After they have all the Bengal signals from the sidelines this week, yeah, that should be a real tough out for the uh for the Patriots. Hey, the Bengals won a game, they're they're nervous. They're they're nervous. <laughs> Daniel, give me uh, Right now, if you had to pick the team coming out of the East or the AFC and the NFC, what do you got? Well, for sure, Baltimore, Baltimore hands down. And then, God, that that San Fran New Orleans game was just nuts. I, I didn't watch any of it, but I just kept doing the points. So <laughs> I didn't see a second. What an unbelievable game, <laughs> Bert! You're in Vegas. Um, I saw. It. I know you didn't. Yeah. So you know what? Okay. Okay, how about we do this? We all think San Fran and, and Baltimore. So, who do you pick besides them? Who do you pick beside them? I think. Uh, well, so we don't all think that. You know. You know what? So why, don't, why don't you just tell me what you think, and then I'll tell you what I think. That's how discourse works. Okay. okay I'll be boring. San Fran, Baltimore. Yeah, and I said that last week when San Fran played Baltimore. I said that I I, I feel that's the Super Bowl, and uh, that was a great game. Game three pointer. It came right down to the end. Um, so I, I, I'm still sticking with my guns on that. I think San Fran's defense. Bart, is good you going Dallas? Is that what you're doing? I'm not going Dallas, but I am going the Chefs out of the AFC. I think they are. I'm telling you, they're good and they're getting healthy. As long as they stay healthy, they're going to be very hard to beat. Mahomes, he's good anywhere. He's not going to have a problem going to Baltimore and playing well. Uh, so I like the Chiefs. Their defense gets scorched though. Well, yeah, really, yeah, against that vaunted uh, not, Patriots. No, not against the Patriots. Yeah, earlier so, games. I, this is weak this year. You know what? If you actually look at the last three games, that defense is, is held up pretty well. Now, granted, I know it's been True. Oakland, True. Uh, the Patriots, 
who was it before that? It was somebody else before that that I obviously it was somebody else before that, but uh, <laughs> they felt that pretty well. They're getting better. I'm telling you, the Chiefs are my pick out of the AFC. Uh, actually, my put a little bit of cashish on the uh, Chiefs to win it all. Uh, and then, but I do agree, I do agree with San Fran. Like they after that win, even though they're a little banged up, they lost their center. They've they've got two linebackers that are are dangerously close to being out for a while. Uh, but yeah, they look. I mean, they look. If Jimmy G steps up and keeps playing the way he is, uh, then yeah, obviously New England's going to hate that too, which is great. But they are. I think they're the real deal. They're going to win. Uh, but then, uh, you know, if the Chiefs, listen, for a Super Bowl watching purposes, it needs to be Baltimore and or the Chiefs that get in because we are staring at another 13-3 final. If it's if it's the Chiefs, or sorry, if it's the uh, Niners and Patriots, my God, that would be an awful. Yeah, I mean, I'll watch it. I mean, I'll watch if that's the case. Oh, you, defense, you'll watch defense. it. I'll bet it. I mean, I'll watch it. <laughs> uh, where, anything else in the NFL that we need to be – that? Um, Bart, how much how, how much time on your computer there, buddy? Uh, we're trending fifteen minutes. Oh, no, it's time. Yeah, we're fine. Yeah, no, we're good. Yeah, we're plenty. Yeah, we're good here. Um, all right, let's go. Let's go NFL picks. Three picks. Oh, what, Kit, you want to update us on where we stand after my oh, oh, after oh, two and one? So after week three in this competition, Bart sits at a stellar four, four and one, solid. And Kitch and Deno are tied for second with a record of four and five. <laughs> well, hold it. You're not four, four, and one is better than four and five. Yeah, you're still leading. You're still yeah, leading. So you first didn't part. That. You didn't say that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. <sighs> Let me start again. Bart is leading. Say it again. Of, Bart is leading with a record well, I'm in, I'm of four, four, and one. <laughs> the other two guys are that. four and five. Oh. I'm, leading. I'm leading. I'll tell you what, I would have killed for 4-4-1 four, four, and one in Vegas. <laughs> That's a fact. <laughs> I would have absolutely killed for that. You know, it's weird how they put up those second half bets and it, it forces you to bet. I didn't realize that once they put the second half bet up, you have to bet it. Did you guys know that when you're in Vegas? You have to bet the second half bet. Yeah, you do. And, yeah, and, but... and they put them up on offshore accounts when the Raptors are playing. And I think I'm old for the last five on halftime bets. We're in a funk. We're in a funk. It is a bit of a funk, yes. All right, Dana, you're up. As you, as the two losers, we'll always go uh, last. We'll go, we'll go, we'll go third, second, first every week. So yep. uh, I'll go first. Bigger, well, yeah, the bigger loser goes first. So, Dana, you're up. Kitch actually watches football. Uh, for a guy who's watched, um, I think, seven quarters of football this year, I am going unders again. I am the Mister Under because I love to oh, ruin good. a sport. I it's can run a sport. It's a good thing you're not watching. Yes. So I got the Giants under. Well, go if ahead. You're asking what the spread is. The number. We have you to get the number. You don't know that line. You know idea. 47 and a half. Giants are 47 and a half under against the Dolphins, which I agree. That seems Put like the a good house one. on that one. Cincy under. Well, don't forget, New England has all of their signals. Cincy under 40. Is it, was it, was it, was it 40? What's that? What's that one? Uh, uh, 54. I, I have it at 40 and a half. 40 and a, <laughs> 40 half. And a half. 40 and a half, Ditto. And then I got Bart's nemesis, the Art Monk Washington Redskins under. Uh, that would be against my, also my nemesis, the Philadelphia Eagles. And that you have line, a lot of nemesis, <laughs> That line. After this weekend, I have a ton. Uh, why don't I see a line for that? I, I Washington Philly. Yeah, I don't. It should be out. I did see it earlier. The only line that wasn't it was a 10. Uh, 
Yeah, I don't know why I can't find that. But uh, okay, move on. We'll anyways, it, yeah, it's under. It's under whatever it is. But why? Why are you just betting blind unders just based on the two teams that are playing? You're not even looking. No, my my battery died. It was up. <laughs> <laughs> Washington unders. Washington's under forty. That one's forty. All right, All right we'll go with that. All right, Kitch is uh, the second loser. So you, this, uh, the second place person uh, will select in his first selection, will choose the Green Bay Packers minus four and a half over Chicago. I cannot buy into Chicago yet, even though they keep burning me week by week. Uh, my second pick is the Los Angeles Rams minus one over the Dallas Cowboys. I think Dallas is mailed it in this year, although they could still win the division, which is a sad, a sad state for that division. And my third and final pick was, I gotta go back here. I've lost track of it. What was it? Cleveland minus two over Arizona. Oh, really? My goodness. What? Won't watch it. Won't watch it. That game. See, I think the strategy of betting shit teams is just such a coin flip. I I don't know why anyone would pick that game (laughs) to pick it. Like, Cleveland's obviously terrible, and Arizona's terrible. So you're taking a terrible team on the road. I think right, well, I think Cleveland is less terrible than Arizona. I think Arizona is more terrible. God, I hope I hope Arizona wins that game outright. Uh, all right, well that's why you guys are in second and third based on those on those picks. Uh, so I am going to stick with my AFC representatives, the chi- the chefs minus eleven and a half at home against the Broncos because the Broncos I don't care what anyone says are terrible. How did Denver do? Did Denver play last week? How did they do last week? Yeah, they beat, they beat, they killed every money line parlay we had in Vegas <laughs> because they beat Houston outright, which, leads, the, me, which leads me into my second pick, which will be the Tennessee Titans at home against the struggling Houston Texans. Like that game, every single one of us had Houston on some capacity, whether it was the spread or money line, and it was just, it was ruined eight minutes into the game. Like, <laughs> oh. This is a horrible way to start your last day in Vegas. It was brutal. Uh, and then my third and final pick, and it's got to be the Minnesota Vikings, minus two and a half to the shitty Los Angeles Chargers. Again, who did, who dominated the Jags? I don't understand that line. Minnesota has to win. They're a good team. They're going to have, I'd say half that stadium is going to be full of Vikings fans. Uh, so I love, I love Minnesota minus two and a half. Oh, I, I, I don't, yeah, I don't see that one? line. I, I agree with you on that one. I don't see, I don't see why that line's two and a half. Like, what has the Chargers done to warrant only a two and a half dog to a team that is a playoff contender? I mean, I, it doesn't he, make any sense. Yeah, I mean, points for home, obviously. Uh, listen, so listen to this with you, the Chargers too. The Chargers, they're, they're, they're building a new stadium. They've only sold 25,000 season tickets. Like they, they cannot... They cannot fail their new stadium. That is a that is a that is a joke. And they're talking they're talking about trying to get Brady to come out to come out there and play to bring people in. You know, it, it's amazing. Like they didn't have a team in LA for what? How many years? Thirty years. Yeah. I mean, obviously, there's a reason. There's not a massive. And then to think that you're going to throw two teams in there in the span of two years and think, well, there'll be a hundred thousand people that want to buy. Yeah, that. Sometimes you just wonder. And they talk about biggest markets, but I don't think anyone's watching it on TV either. Because if they were, you would have a massive fan base for both those teams. The Chargers, if anything, they need to go back to San Diego. Like that's well, that's yeah. a that's a disgrace. I, I like San the Diego Toronto Chargers. Chargers. I think the Toronto Chargers would be a good team. Oh my God, in the dome. My God, that'd be <laughs> awful. We'd have to build a new stadium. We're not going to the dome. 
Oh, you don't think it's fun to watch a football game from 40 yards away from the best seats in the house? First row. First row. <laughs> first row, 40 yards away. $750 a seat. New England could never get the signals from those sidelines. Too far away. No cameras. Big enough. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, listen, let's track that, see how we're doing. Kitch, now last week you brought out some uh, college. Uh, how'd you do on your college? Uh, so, we got L- so LSU, LSU dominated. You lost some money on that one. I bet you in Vegas. Yeah. You won, you won the Georgia. I was the only idiot in Vegas bet who bet Georgia. <laughs> I really, I couldn't, and I knew it. Like I knew I hated the bet, and I thought, no, you know what? Somehow it was a disaster. You know, yeah, there's nothing worse than betting and then within eight seconds of kickoff, you go, well, that bet's over. I, I only say, I ripped my ticket up in the first quarter. I'm like, yeah, this is dead. You realize I hedged it. it college for sure, you realize that. College for sure, like teams just don't come back. So that that, that was Salt and, and Clemson. Clemson was a, was a pick, and wow, they, they destroyed Virginia. So uh, still, Clemson's got to play so many decent. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to the playoffs when Cle- Clemson plays some decent teams and we see if it's Clemson's for real. I think they are. But uh, man, they win won convincingly in that game. So you you make it like they're not going to play decent teams. They're like their next two matches. Oh, they're, yeah. no, they're playing. They're playing decent. Ohio State's a decent team, I think. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, well, they're playing decent teams. Finally, Clemson's going to win. Clemson's going to win the whole thing. Think so? Yeah. yeah. I go LSU. Good. I go LSU. LSU would be my pick. No. I go Cino? Georgia. Cino? Let's see that. Yeah, sure. All right, we'll All do right. that. All right, I'll mark it down. Then we, will tra- we will track our bets of the year. I will go I will go LSU and you will go Clemson. We will have a spreadsheet that shows. Sounds like a spreadsheet to me. That's right. Uh, Deno, I'm going to send them my idea for escrow. Put Bart minus 200 on that. Oh, you get, you're on LSU with me, Deno? He doesn't even know what you're talking oh, about. Oh, yeah. LSU is a college football team, Deno. Deno. Deno, slow down the scotch. Are you with me for the $100 that would do with, with, against Barter? Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Do you know what the LSU moniker name? Do you have any idea what the LSU LSU what? Deno. Titans. Close. That's close. Oh, close. Yeah. Yeah, not That's bad. the same number of letters. Same number of letters. Yeah, we'll go. That's fine. We'll, yeah, well done, Deno. <laughs> Dino. Dino. Tiger. And uh, the third one I gave, which was a loss, which I'm not going to leave, uh, the Ohio State um, fell way behind and, uh, and looked like an upset in the making and then came roaring back to – Almost cover, but uh, didn't quite cover the uh, the points. Uh, so two and one, two and one on the college uh, the college calls last week. Nice work, Kitch. Thank you, Michael. Nice work. All right. Well, listen. So that's uh, so here we are. Those are the picks for the week, and we will. Uh, I can't wait to see how we did next week. Uh, moving on, Dano. Guess how many downloads we're going to have after month one of the pod. So this is our this is week two. So we'll actually, we'll we'll go the first pod after somehow. I don't even know how to do it, but somehow we'll figure out how many downloads we have from our after our last episode before Christmas. Now, if this is for all. This is the aggregate total. Okay. What do you think the aggregate total of downloads will be for the Rap City podcast? Does that mean somebody who comes on more than once it counts as two and three if they come on? No, yeah, like if if Becky Correct. would have downloaded this thing twenty five times, if we had tw- if we had seven episodes and she downloaded it all seven times, that counts as a download. Or set, that's seven. Yeah. That's so you, you can't you can't back and load this. You can't like get Becky to go on twenty five times to get to your no. number. Okay. Oh, once it's downloaded once, you can't keep downloading it. I guess. Well, I guess you could go to. I don't even know, but I guess you could go to multiple devices. <laughs> but you have to have multiple different accounts. I don't, yeah, I don't know how that works. Okay. Enough, like, especially if you live in different cities, you got multiple houses. Maybe yeah, maybe you could get on there a few times actually. Okay, Bart. Bart, can you disclose how many we had uh, so far? I'm get, no. I have no idea how to figure that out yet. 
listen, the guys in the basement, our producers, there are 13 year old producers in the basement. They'll figure that shit out for us. Don't worry about that. Philadelphia. Live in the basement of Philadelphia. But I'm guessing, I am guessing that you can't manipulate the system to make it look like you had 400,000 downloads <laughs> because you have because you have multiple accounts. Like I'm pretty sure they're going to a way to figure that out. So we're going to go with whatever the industry standard is. Deno, I need a number. Post Christmas. So let's assume we'll have what? We'll have probably six to seven podcasts before Christmas, I would think. What that do you think? Total... is like in two weeks. Oh, yeah, maybe not. Well, four to five. <laughs> we'll, have, we'll have one to two. Or it's two, two weeks. weeks. Uh, my kids, we don't celebrate Christmas in my house. So I don't know when... I'm good for that, too. Oh, Jesus. Okay, so we're, we're assuming four. We're assuming four, four podcasts, four to five. Why am I going first? You don't have to. Uh, listen, I'll go first. Yeah. If we have four to five. I'm going to assume seven times five, 35. I'm going to go 30, 35 downloads. 35 total? What? 35 total. I don't think, don't, don't listen to all your buddies who say they're listening to this shit. There's no chance everyone that said oh, they're going to listen to it. 35? 35. My whole poker group will listen to no, it. You listen to it once, your whole poker group. Right. So there, there's eight or 10. Yeah. Okay. Once. Okay. So, and you're talking seven episodes. You think there's seven before? No, I, I think there's four to five episodes. I'm telling you, we're not kidding. <laughs> well, I can't wait to hear your number. I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go next. I'm gonna, gonna go 125. Oh, 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 no fucking way! <laughs> and I can mark the hell of that till we get here. Oh yeah. <laughs> listen up, buddies. Listen, just download and then turn it off. Like download it, listen for two minutes and turn it off. Are you go to hospitals and like download them for old people. What are you? <laughs> You're on a different IP address. Absolutely. <laughs> you want to die nicely? Listen to this. Want to die in your sleep? Just go ahead. Listen. Okay, Deno. So we got thirty-five and one twenty-five. So where, where do you sit there? Jesus, <laughs> that's a tough one. I like I like Kitchen's number way better. Well, I'm telling you, don't trust your friends or your family. There's no way they listen to this. This shows Bart has no network and Kitchen's got a big network. <laughs> shows I have a smart network. A bunch of yo-yos sitting around poker tables going, hey, what's this podcast? Hey, Bart, these guys are going to kick your ass in Jamaica if you show up. <laughs> oh, are these guys going to Jamaica? Oh, fuck. I'm sure I'll be paying for everything. They'll be my best friends. Don't worry about that. I'll be paying for the Sunday boat, so that's all right. They'll be <laughs> yeah, I could use some help there. Boat's off. Boat's off. <laughs> the boat is a question mark. <laughs> okay, so I can't I can't go too close to Kitches. Like, I can't say 126. Right? That'd be that'd be no, offside. That'd be offside. Well, it's closest to anyway, so it doesn't matter. You'd have to be 126. We're not no, no, sorry, not closest not, to I'm as far doing as that. I'm doing that. Yeah, you so should I'll do. go. I was I was thinking one fifty, so I'll I'll go one seventy five. Ooh, baby, one seventy five. Just to, just to respect, call the advertisers to respect Kitchen's one twenty five bid. That's the only reason I went to one seventy five. There's no fucking way one seventy five download. Nano works with a whole building full of millennials. I know, but I don't think you guys, I don't think you guys understand what a download is. Like you can listen to this thing without downloading it. Oh wait. Wait, okay. what are you talking about? I can listen to it without downloading it. Oh, okay. Well, then I'm really I'm mistaken. I'm talking so I've been... Yeah. Oh, you're talking about just listens. Yeah. Yeah. Just listen. listens. See, because I think again, I you know, I say this not knowing anything how this works, but I think the way advertisers look at it is based on downloads. Like people that's why they need subscribers and you need to download. How about this? Oh, you know what? Uh, never mind. Well, it's too complicated. But uh 
All right, let's just assume it's listens. I'll go with li- even. I'll go thirty-five listens. <laughs> no, <laughs> we're at yeah. thirty-five now, Bert. Yeah, well, we are. And and how the heck are we going to trap listens? Like, <laughs> there's a way. There's a way. Whatever the email. Whatever the, email whatever the, like, I'll get, listen. I get again. I'm going to get thirteen-year-olds in the basement. They will figure this shit out, and they will get us. They'll get us the industry stats. Yeah, especially we'll the, e- the eagle's still stinking. <laughs> exactly. All right. Two sec. Two sections left. Two segments left. What drives you fucking crazy? I'm going to start this one off today, Tenno and Kitch. So I want you guys. You know what drives me fucking crazy is that people would expect people to know the other person's last name when they actually socialize with someone throughout the course of a period of time. And they're not only referring to that person by some sort of nickname or shortened form of their name and or their first name. So for those listening at home, apparently last week when I introduced Mike Denome, D-E-N-O-M-M-E, apparently that is enunciated or pronounced Denemy, which I don't know how the fuck you get Denemy with an O in there, but you do, apparently. But my point to all this is that I've only ever been introduced to you as Deno. I don't know if I've called you Mike or Michael once in your life. I've only ever called you Deno. So when I see your last name written for the first time ever with two M's and an E and an O in front of it, Denome seems like a reasonable pronunciation of that name. So for all you buddies, I've never heard of Denemy. And again, I still don't even believe it's Denemy with an O in there. So this is what's driving me. And I'm taking shit. I'm taking shit from your future wife, which I don't appreciate, from a bunch of fucking poker dudes who I don't even like. And I'm sure I won't like. And I don't like it. I've only ever heard the word Deno. And from Deno, I was supposed to get Denami. Can I That's respond to this? Yeah, well, yeah, of course you can get a rebuttal. But I'm just saying, it's this sort of stuff in my life that I don't need. I got enough going on. So this is what drives me fucking crazy this week. Okay. So, Bart, like I, Bart, you know I respect you, right? Not really. Well, I don't, I don't know if you do. So if you don't know, why don't you say, and it's Deno, and then Deno me, like, Bart, What's not it's Deno not me? rocket science. Deno me, not, but why two M's then? Don't ask me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. How am I guilty here? So why don't you call me Mike Deno? You don't know how to say your last name. That's how. So Bart, well, all, all I know, Bart, you picked you picked Kitchen I to be part of this podcast. Hey you guys, you guys know how to podcast. Give, give, me your full, give me your full names, guys. We're gonna do a podcast. How about you give me your full names and uh, and, and we'll yeah, go from there. Uh, well, hey, Mike uh, Denome. <laughs> yeah. Just met him. Just met him yesterday. It's on the podcast. Fawn Fawn Denome. That's a good. That's a good. That's a good ring. Okay, Bart. That was that was one of my what drives me effing crazy. So I can't. <laughs> That's why I went first, motherfucker. Catch my going next. Right, yeah, yeah I, I don't have any. I don't have any. I don't have any DFCs this week. I can't. I got nothing. Oh. What do you mean? You have to have one. I had you two last week. Work. I had two last oh, week. Oh, you had two last week. Well, you yeah. know, we're not. I don't, again, I don't conform to the norm. This is not an aggregate. Oh, so we have to. Oh, is that how you're trying to get more downloads? So people have to go back last to last week and download again. Yeah. Feel free to go back and download last week's show at Raps City. <laughs> so anyways, uh, all right, then I guess you're up. Like with the same, the same intro, I even got more angry at something else. So the host, Bart, again, I, I respect Bart for picking me. Almost asked a thousand Careful, people, but he picked someone else. So he has the nerve 
to talk about, you know, sure, I watch a bit of Raptors game. I missed, you know, I probably missed a quarter last year, right, and stuff. And then he says that sometimes I'm a bit of a homer and I can't, um, you know, pick good Raptors. So first of all, he talks about Damari Carroll. So (laughs) just a second. So for the, for our, our one download this week, let's make sure that person's familiar with what we're talking about here. Make sure you You do it. You're referring to the intro episode where I referred to you as a Homer and said that you couldn't identify a very good Raptor talent. Yes. Talent. talent. Yeah. I think it's a talent. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Finish your rant. Right. So when I'm pissed off, first of all, I know talent. I know talent. Damari Carroll came in as the JYD 2.0. Like, (laughs) Who has the guts? Because who is like one of the top five Raptors ever? JYD, Jerome Williams. Right? Top five ever. Top oh, like we're we're doing top five Raptors ever. That yeah, that's we, well, going up. So, anyways, Carol Carol was injured his whole time. He's a shutdown defender. Played for Atlanta. Got them to the conference finals and stuff. And I was just checking. Just happened to check his stats this year. You guys probably don't know us. You probably our listeners. One of them. Don't know his stats this year. Do you guys know where he's playing? No idea. Uh, I, God, I do because I saw him on TV. <sighs> yeah, number seventy-seven. Paul Cotty, San Antonio Spurs. Right, Spursies. I did oh, see yeah. that. And they're almost, <laughs> there's another team that's on the rise. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Completely wait. underperforming. Wait, guys, almost averaging a triple double. So two point five points a game. 2.6 assists and 0.9 assists a game. That's the triple double. 222 is the Damari triple double. <laughs> Anyways, so that that I understood. Yeah, I get yeah, lots right. of hype. Lots I apologize. Of hype. I apologize. But no, you don't. So to but then to affiliate me with T Ross, like I hate T Ross. Yeah, I didn't know where that more. Was actually, I agree. Oh my god. Oh my god. Love T Ross. I hate him so That's much. Bullshit. But That's bullshit. I hate. The he first. is the dumbest Raptor we've ever had, ever. Dumbest guy smoking weed in the bench. He's high as a kite, whatever. But, but, do you remember T. Ross's biggest steal as a Raptor? Do you guys remember biggest steal as a Raptor? Uh, yeah. Well, give, us, give us a little seven, context. Give us a little hint. Remember when Larry missed that shot at the end? He got blocked by um, Pierce. We were. We were down. We were down one, and they had the ball. And somehow T. Ross stole the ball, stole the ball, and threw it, threw it off Pierce to actually get the ball back. And then Lowry got oh, Lowry got blocked. Yeah. So look it up. T. Ross was our was all of a sudden God. I remember being at that game saying, "I hate the guy." Got the big steal, and then Lowry got blocked because the third guy came in and blocked him. So, so Dan, are you trying to tell me that that Carol's your only misjudgment of Raptor talent? Is that what you're telling me? I think I think Carol would have been good if he was healthy. <laughs> hey. well, even LeBron stopper? Yeah, no, he totally would have been. <laughs> total shutdown. Total shutdown. Um, I like to have dialogue shut, around. Not to Toronto, he shut down. You're right. He shut down when he got to Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Shut us down, all right. <laughs> it's called a sweep. Called a sweep. <laughs> um, I'm sure I have a lot of misjudgment, but I'd like to have some dialogue around my other bad. Like I got a Lou Williams jersey. No one's oh, no one's trashing that one. That one, but that one drives me crazy. The fact that we let him go for ten million, could have him for ten mil. PBRs right now. He's only playing for. He's playing for eight and a half. (laughs) Listen, who cares about defense? Well, you can. 
let's, let's not waste the the segment on on my you know what we will have a segment coming up with the ones that got away we the ones that got away I like that. At the top of my you list mean uh, females females or uh, basketball players? no we don't have a long enough show for you on that one Denim. we're gonna stick uh, with Denim's you. about to get married in six weeks still still thinking of the past hurt, guys that hurt i'm very happy don't say that all right listen we have far eclipsed did I lose you guys my son happy what's happened here all of the business, all their business. Come on, yeah. It's okay. We got, we got any of the business. I've got, I've got an important one for any of the business. So, all right, catch things you, you mailed it in the last segment. Go ahead. You can start us off in any of the business. Strasburg. Is that his name? Strasburg. Steven Strasburg. Seven years, two hundred forty-five million. Equates to thirty-five million a year. Can you imagine? We're now paying a guy thirty-five million a year. So I looked, I looked last year. Last year he picked, he pitched in thirty-three games. So that's one million sixty thousand per game. If he happened yeah. to pitch in nine innings, which he never does, but if he happened to pitch all nine innings, yeah, that's $117,800 an inning. $117,800 for every time you get out there for, for three batters. Not a bad payday. Not a bad payday. What do you guys think on that? Did you, did you check his uh, playoff stats, Kitch? Did, did, did they make the playoffs last year in baseball? Is that baseball playoffs? <laughs> <laughs> Besides, like, oh, that's right. Went one, actually, one of the games. That's right. I was at one of the one of the games. That's right. Hitch was at one of the games. Did they make the playoffs? I was at one of the games. That's an avid baseball fan. I just can't believe the payday. I don't watch much baseball, so I don't know a lot about it. But that that payday well, is every ridiculous. every major league baseball pay, player, bar none, is overpaid. It's that simple. You cannot pay a pitcher who's going to pitch every five days at best. That kind of money. He's 31. He's going to be 38 at the end of this contract. Like, I think, so the Jays, I always go back to the Jays in the early 90s when uh, Gillick, his rule was we will sign a pitcher for no longer than three years and we'll do a team option for the fourth. And that is the, that's exactly how it should be today. You show me a pitcher who's got a seven-year contract right now where the team's not hating it after years two or three. David Price, total disaster. CC Sabathia, total disaster. There's not – you pitchers – are so hot and cold. There's no way they're going to give you seven good years of value. It, it's ridiculous. And then even, but I even think positional players, like you tell me, you tell me Philly's not going to hate uh, Harper's contract in, in two or three years. It's look damn. at the angels. Oh yeah. Look, well, look at Ellsbury just got cut. They still own 25 million. I mean, look at Pujols this year. I mean, those are, t- how can these guys be that stupid? It's just not rocket science. You are, you build a team for two to three years at a time. You do not build it seven years out. It's ridiculous. Strasburg, he's already had arm problems. That's a disaster of a contract. And then now they already said they're not going to sign Rendon as a result of it, right? They said it was one or the other. Now, maybe that was negotiating. I don't know, but I hate it. I hate any of that stuff for pitchers. Like the Yankees, the Yankees, when they did that A-Rod deal, they said they'd never do this again. They said they'd never do it. And then what do they do? They're being so disciplined. Then they go pick up Stanton. Like they took on like what a three hundred million dollar contract. I know when they already had oh. every oh. big league hitter as it was. Right, they, they had them. Crazy. Like, take that money and buy like pitching wins. Like look, look at Washington, right? Washington won because of their pitching. Whoever wins the best pitching, and then these guys go invest so much money like in their right fielder and stuff, and it's like they're not going to win you a big game. Maybe I don't know in a whole playoff. What's what's a your best player besides Barry Bonds going to? How many games do they win? A couple? A pitcher can win like like five, six games. Yeah, and a pitcher, I mean, if you're going to get to the playoffs, then that's when they can be their most. But that's a, that's a yeah. big risk to assume you're getting to the playoffs where a pitcher is going to dominate. and take it. So 
baseball, listen, baseball is a dying sport. Uh, I've always said in my, in my lifetime, I can see the NFL going away. But in my lifetime, for sure, I can see Major League Baseball being a regional sport again, where there's a, maybe a league of 12, because it's not, this is the average age of a Major League Baseball fan is something like 56, and he's, and he's white. And, uh, you know, it, it's great. They have nothing. They have no base. They have no, my kids in a million years would never, they don't mind going to a baseball game, but they'd never sit to think, let's sit down and watch the entire baseball game. They would if the Jays were in it late in the season, that sort of thing. But they like, there's no, there's no appetite for it. Major League Baseball needs to dramatically change what they're doing. And the first thing they do is address the time limit. They've got to make that sport two and a half hours guaranteed. No questions asked. That's it. I get all I get all the solutions. Yeah, they do. They do. Like the millennial does not watch watch baseball. It is far too slow for for that generation. I don't know anyone who watches baseball. It's under like thirty. Under thirty. That's right. Nobody under thirty does. No. Oh fuck! No one under fifty does watches a full game. Like I enjoyed it. Like once the Jays got good again, like we started. I got back into it. But this year, last couple of years, it's like yeah, I'll watch sporadically, but I'm never going to watch from start to finish. Yeah, if you're not in a pennant race. You're not, most of the fans aren't watching the sport. If they're, if they're less than plus 250, I'm not watching them. <laughs> baseball, I I really enjoy the baseball playoffs. Like the baseball playoffs yeah. I like, but baseball is just too long. Well, once again, the ba- but baseball playoffs, like baseball playoffs are four and a half hour games, four hour games. Like the length of those games is ridiculous. Comes on at eight, it ends at like 12, 1230. Yeah, like, no, it's, it's just crazy. It is crazy. All right, well, listen, Deno, thank you for participating in this. Uh, oh, sorry, that was Kitch. Kitch, thank you for participating in You're this welcome. You're welcome very much. Dan, do you have any other business? From Baden, I'm done. I'm still bitter about this T. Ross. Talent. I hate, hate T. Ross. I hate him. Kitch, you sat beside me all those games. Yeah, I know you didn't him. like it. I know you like it. It's not how I remember it. I know you didn't like it, Deno. Telling me. <laughs> Dumb and angry. Uh, all right, Bart, do you got any AOB? Any other yeah, so as uh, as our two listeners from last week know, I was in Vegas last weekend. Uh, five-day five trip. No, it was good. It was fun. You know, I did Went it. in Vegas. Started well, didn't finish so hot. But on Sunday, and, I, uh, and I, you know, maybe this doesn't make me a great parent, but on Sunday, I'd, I'd said to the boys, you know, send me, send me, oh, actually, this was Saturday. I said, send me your thoughts. Give me a couple of picks and I'll, bet, and I'll bet them. We'll have some fun with it. So Bobby, my oldest, 14, uh, on the Saturday of the college, him and his buddy Walker come up with their picks. And then, and he sends them to me. And, you know, next thing he's texting me throughout the, the entire day. Did you bet? So anyways, one of his big picks was LSU. And uh, of course, Smart. Smart. of course, I, I was already, I was already pot committed to the Georgia money line. And so he's texting me. He's like, did you bet? I'm like, no, I bet Georgia money line. So this is what, uh, this is what I got from him over WhatsApp. Listen, Dad, the Bart family name is up for grabs here. Can't be expecting to buy houses when money is going to waste like this. <laughs> right? That's what he says to me. And then he wraps it up with, uh, well, awesome. another rough Vegas trip complete. <laughs> yeah, a little shithead. You know what? So, is he prompted uh, by his mother? Is he prompted by his mother? Thankfully, his mother has no idea what's going on. But uh, <laughs> here it is. I'm sitting there going, my 14-year-old son, I'm already having a terrible Saturday. That my 14-year-old son is grinding me over my lack of betting proficiency. <laughs> him and his buddy Walker. You know whoever Walker is, Bobby? Tell him I don't like him either now. He's dead to me too. <laughs> but now this is what you have to look forward to. You're four, 13 years from now, your kid's going, Dad, don't waste money. You won't be able to buy anything. 
Hey, we got eleven year old at home, so we uh we're we're close. Don't worry, we're close. Yeah, so there you go. That's why uh that's why now Bobby is away at boarding school. I can't have my can't have say call me and say send me money. That's all they say. <laughs> Just send me money. All right, boys, on that one, listen, uh so Kitchen and I are at the game tomorrow night, and we are hoping to get another uh, a quick pod. We'll do a quick short pod on well, Thursday's not probably not gonna happen, but uh let's go Friday. We have a quick pod on Friday. Deno, if you can or cannot make it, whatever. We, we don't need you for that. We'll do a quick recap of what happened while we were there. And uh, that'll be that. And then we'll, we'll be back next week with a full Deno, Denome uh, podcast. So I look forward to, All right. look forward to that. Have fun tomorrow right. night, boys. I'll, I'm looking for you. All right, boys. Rap Good. City. Take it away, Kawhi. Kawhi up top. Looks at the clock. Turns the corner for the win. 